overblown, overviolent, and historically outrageous take on a WWF bout. <laughs> is this my last performance review at work? What is this? <laughs> For two hours, Scott inundates us with endless arena fireworks that would serve the acrobatics of The Rock and Hulk Hogan to a much better effect. <laughs> Whose grandmother wrote this? What is even happening? <laughs> And the ending, ugh, for a Roman history buff, it was like saying World War II was Hitler giving us all ice cream. <laughs> this guy wrote paragraphs. That's a one-star review from IMDb. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. I have to note, are we supposed to talk about Ridley Scott as the last name Scott? Hi, I'm Andrew. I, I, what? I don't understand the question. I'm Ryan. <laughs> also, Ryan's over there. Can you phrase that question in the form of a question, please, Ryan? <laughs> Can you define the question? <laughs> are you saying we're not supposed to? Re- or re- No, our interview or our one-star review. Yeah. Called him Scott. Him Scott. Right. Just He's like some dude, Scott. Scott. It's just Scott. <laughs> Scott. I mean, Sir Ridley Scott. Scott knows where to get all the cool fireworks. You it, talking about it, Sir Ridley Scott? Oh, yeah, I guess you'd call him that, too. <laughs> all, all his friends prefer, he prefers to be called Scott by his friends. But he's a knight. <laughs> call me Scotty the Scooter <laughs> if you're my friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, if he walked in this room and said that, I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. Sign yes, sir. Up, I guess. I, yeah. yes, yes, sir. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whatever you need. So if, if this hasn't given it away at all, we are going to talk about The Gladiator. <laughs> Obviously. 2000 film directed by <laughs> Richard Scott. The WWE film. That w- yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Scott WWF. made that WWE This, this oh, review yeah. is from so far back that the World Wildlife Foundation had sued had them sued yet. Yeah. 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 Oh, really? That was... That's that why it that changed from WWF yeah. to yeah. WWE. Which is wild to me, too, because it's like they were the WWF for like decades. <laughs> and then the, the, the World WWF, Wildlife Federation. The Worldwide, yeah. world, wide world World of Wrestling or whatever. World Wrestling Federation. Thank you. Yeah. It, big burly men who beat each other up in a yeah. cage, and some wildlife phone was like, "Hey, by the way, you took our name. We're going to sue you." They're like, yeah. oh, okay. They were well, like, "Listen, you've had Hulk Hogan and his greasy pals slapping each other around for decades, but like, we got to talk about these you know, pandas, it, it and people on, think we're you." <laughs> it was honestly probably because of the birth of the internet and websites. No, because it was after the internet. It was like yeah. oh. Five oh six. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, it, it took them long enough to be like, oh, we're having trouble we, getting we're having discovered. trouble getting people to like, oh yeah, like oh, yeah, search like, terms yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Search, mm-hmm. Ask Jeeves was like, so you want the wrestler Hulk yeah. Hogan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man and his sweaty friends. Here you go. <laughs> no, I want burbs. Dang it, burbs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's show me the birds, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so they, right. should, they should have just teamed up. But that's why they messed that, up. That's, that's what I'm saying. So if that the happened in 2023, branding. it yeah. would have been a TikTok collab. It would have just they would have brought a million. You just get Macho Man with like a cockatoo on his shoulder, and he's like, you know, brother. <laughs> Was it uh, Ric Flair comes in with instead of a feather boa, an actual boa? <laughs> yeah, Wait, exactly. Was, wasn't there a wrestler who had a snake? Obviously, there were several. Yeah. I mean, Jake the Snake. Robert, right, yeah, it's, right it's right there right in the there. name. Uh, okay, back on track. Back on. Track. I don't know anything about wrestling. Oh, I, I, I could go on for a while about old school wrestling. Ryan. I have nothing about nowadays. <laughs> Ryan's a big fan. 
I was. From, from back in the day. <laughs> I, dude, Saturday mornings, they had this wrestling show that came on, and it started off, nah, 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 nah. I'd God, run into I the living room with my underwear on and my Hulk Hogan doll, ready to rock, baby. Oh, Did my you have, gosh. like, the stretch stretch arms? Oh, yeah. Um, stretch arms strong, but yeah. it's Hulk Hogan yeah. instead. The, yeah. the worst thing was I had the uh, – Rowdy Roddy Piper was my favorite wrestler. Rip. Right. Uh, and uh, back in the day, they didn't have the uh, the stuffed uh, – they had these stuffed plush, uh, like, Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. dolls, Ultimate Warrior dolls. Yeah. I had both those. They did, like, the Undertaker. Never did Rowdy Roddy. I was so mad about yeah, it. Yeah, because he wasn't big But enough. then I was a huge Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan fan, and when they fought in WrestleMania, I was like, it's a house divided. I'm so torn. I don't know who to root for. I'm at war with my own emotions. <laughs> and then later, it turns out the Ultimate Warrior was just on, like, like steroids a lot and wasn't really a good wrestler and uh, no one wanted to wrestle him because they would all get hurt because he like <laughs> you know anyways rest in peace because, most of those because guys su- are gone. because suddenly wrestling was real for them and they didn't like it <laughs> it's still real to me oh uh, okay yeah all of a sudden it's like I'm not faking I think my neck is broken <laughs> okay back to gladiator alright well on that note uh, yeah. we got Ryan fired up early before yeah. we get into gladiator instead of talking about the WWF and the WWE <laughs> We're going to talk about what we we view as the definitive role for an actor. So, so my definitive role can't be a wrestler that I picked from I the WWE. I would prefer if it wasn't. So <laughs> Just kidding. Looking at... I want to talk about the ultimate warrior. It, 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 doesn't have, it doesn't have to be actors from this specific film. No, no, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. That, but like looking at Gladiator, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, this really was like his mark on it the put scene. put him on the map. Like he was... He, was, he existed. He yeah. was an actor. But like this made him... A household name. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew knew him. He actually we'll throws trivia out real early. He cites Maximus as his favorite role. I mean, oh, really? he definitely, wow. he clearly I had buy, a lot of I fun with it. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we figured we would talk about what we consider to be an actor's defining role. I'm going to make Andrew go last. Okay, Ryan, sure. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'm going to go with Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Okay. Just right, because, yeah. like. I've never seen The Shining, so I don't have an opinion on this. Okay, well, then hush. <laughs> you can still join in. Come on, uh, no, like so. He had you know one, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Shining, mm-hmm. uh, Easy Rider. There was a bunch of stuff he had in the seventies. But for me, The Shining is like the first time that like I remember seeing a movie from him that was like it is Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. right? You know, like that character is Jack Nicholson, and like the stuff that he went through to to get that performance. Like a lot of the times when he was supposed to be like losing it, he would like he did like a lot of method acting stuff where he would like not sleep and like be intentionally like try and like frazzled and like exhausted so that he would look like that on screen and stuff. And he would like work with like Shelly Duvall for like hours on like their relationship, uh, like history. Mm -hmm. So that even though they don't get into any of that on screen, it's like, we have this in the background of our heads as we're like, you know, interacting or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, to me, the reason it's like career defining to me is like, I can't picture anyone else doing that role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he made it his own so much. And it's like, to me, at least the, the thing I think of when I think of Jack Nicholson, like mm-hmm. the image that pops in my head immediately yeah. is him as Jack Torrance, like immediately. And then I think of other stuff he's done. Yeah. yeah. So for me, for specifically for Jack Nicholson, my, my role that always pops up in my head of like, Oh, that's Jack Nicholson is the, the Batman, the, the Joker. The Joker. Joker. Yeah. 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 Just Same. he just has such a specific vibe with oh, yeah. that character, yeah, and yeah. that like, and that's where like, because I saw that pretty early on when I was a kid, yeah, and and that just has always stuck with me as his role, yeah, 
No, but for it, sure. But then, but at the same time, like everyone else's Joker that has come after that, well, I don't think they're that, all unique. Yeah, they're all unique, and they all have their own spin on it. So right. it's not that I can't see anyone else in that role. It's more of just like when I think of the Joker, I, it's either Mark Hamill or Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah. 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 And you didn't say Jared Leto. Do you want to take another run at that? Or? No, I'm good. No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> no one says that. <laughs> what a juggalo. Anyways. Andrew, get in there. I, you said not you wanted what me to go What a twist. <laughs> what is this? I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, so I... <laughs> uh, keep him on his, on, on his toes. On his toes. So I actually had a really hard time picking one of the films, because there's really like three for me uh-huh. for, for Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Oh, right. man. Ooh, that's, um, ooh, ooh, that's a tough that's one. This, tough. Is very, this was very, very hard because... So, Genie from Aladdin. Genie from Aladdin was like the my immediate pick. Good Morning Vietnam? Good Morning no. Vietnam. See, to me, Good Will Hunting Good Will Hunting for sure. Good Will Hunting is, is the diff, the soft Robin, not the, the hard oh. comedy Robin. Ha- have you seen Good Will Hunting in a while? Yes. I don't know. He's he's not very soft in that well, no, at it's, all. It's more of like a, <laughs> it's a much more like a, a wholesome role. It is or, or yeah. that kind of thing. Like he's it's yeah. very heartfelt. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, That's yeah. Word heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like like the genie, he's just cracking jokes. Vietnam, he's just cracking jokes. Well, so my other one was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Doubtfire is a good one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Doubtfire. that as a career. No, that's the thing. Is like, like no. when I think of like kind of madcap comedy, that always kind of fills that role. But I don't right. think that was like a defining role for him. No, see, I, see, I wouldn't yeah. put that though in the same category as like Goodwill Hunting, except for that it's no, it, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or like, but you could just go like Patch Adams. Mm-hmm. Woof. Well, I mean, Pat, a tough one. Like that he's one's such really a good actor. He is. He yeah. Is. We need, why have we not done a series on? Robin we need to do Williams. a Robin Williams we series. Should totally, I, honestly, he was great in Insomnia. Um, what was the other? He one was he great played? in Birdcage. 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 Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. know many things. I've, I don't think I've ever seen him in something and been like Robin Williams like, kind wow, of struggled why, in why that. Why are you in this? Yeah. yeah. What was the one where he was like a president or something? Uh, Man of the Year. Man, Man of the Year. Yep. But okay, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Aladdin because I think that is. That is. I agree with this. For for people our age, just like that is what a lot of us were introduced to with yeah. Robin Williams. And the thing that I love about this was this was one of the first really big roles or movies, animated movies that used um, celebrity casting. Yeah. And whenever he did this or whenever he agreed to sign on, he was like, I'm totally fine with this, but I don't want you using my name as like marketing promotion. or anything like that yeah. promotion. Yeah. Because he just wanted to be the role. He didn't want his name to be, the reason why the, the draw yeah. Robin Williams Aladdin yeah, yeah yeah and Disney completely ignored that yeah. um, and there there was a lot of um, like a whole lawsuit whole lawsuit they gave yeah. him a yeah. Van Gogh painting later on in life as Van Gogh or Picasso uh, something like but it was they, some kind of a either way painting, some yeah. crazy painting mm-hmm. that he also like, chose not to get paid a lot of money for this role but the thing that I love about this specific role was they tailored the genie around him right and not. Yeah. They already animated it, and he had to fill the role of, of voice acting. He did his stuff. Pretty much a lot of his, his bits are improvised, and then you're just animated around it. Right. Which was, I thought, one of the coolest things, and a lot of you know animation studios really needed to take kind of note of that, of like improvisation for the actors really makes a role come alive. Right, yeah. And it's definitely one of those 
kind of characters where I could never see anyone else right being the genie from like from Aladdin right, right. what about Will Smith well and that's the thing is like, <laughs> Will, like so that was a well, so cheap was, shot go ahead well so I was gonna say like when I watched the live action with Will Smith mm-hmm. I actually thought he did a really good job right but they tried to emulate Robin Williams too much where and they didn't let Will Smith, Will Smith yeah. do be Will thing. Smith yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, when you were talking about, well, this is probably you know, our generation's first exposure to mm-hmm. Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Well, I, I hate to break it to you. Aladdin was 1992, and Hook was 1991. Okay, that's I fair. I disagree, because Hook is my real childhood exposure to Okay, Robin yeah, Williams. that's, that's See, fair. I, my first exposure was reruns of Mork and Mindy. Oh, okay, so, no, I yeah. also, yes. Yeah. Well, so, Man, like, that's wow, the thing. He like, really I, was. He's in so many good things. Yeah. I had God. seen a lot of, like, Robin Williams, but, like, that, like, Aladdin is that's the like role the, that I remember him uh, by. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Well, I feel like, too, it's it's like a, it's a fork in the road for, like, just animation performances well, well, in and general. No, and yeah. nobody, when they bring up Robin Williams' filmography, mm-hmm. nobody skips Aladdin. No. You might right, yeah. leave out... Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. You might right. leave out Birdman of the Year. Yeah. You, you like you might. Nobody says, "Oh yeah, Robin Williams," and somebody in the back just go, oh, "Yeah, Aladdin." Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, right. It's because that one guy follows everybody. Man, we should totally do a yeah. series on Robin. Williams. I am. I am in. I am down. You don't have to like, force my hand. Yeah, Stay no. tuned. Like, it's coming soon. And that's the thing too is like, he is such a good actor for so many different types of roles uh, he yeah, has where a, he has madcap comedy oh. he has serious he has scary oh, is, yeah. um, heartfelt um, he's an incredible actor yeah just yeah. absolutely nuts it's uh, one of my and this is a bit of a tangent but it's Robin Williams related I, I watched this video that was um, so Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve were roommates in college mm-hmm. and uh, after Christopher Reeve had his uh Accident, accident on the horse yeah. and was in the hospital paralyzed. The first person that came to see him other than his immediate family was Robin Williams. And he came because they were friends throughout. Yeah. Like yeah, right yeah. when he came to see him, he stole scrubs from a doctor and walked in and had, was putting gloves on. And was like in some kind of like Russian accent, like it's time for your, you know, proctology exam. And like, was like <laughs> doing all this. And Chris Farid said, it's the first time since the accident mm-hmm. that he actually laughed. And he like, couldn't quit laughing and he's like that was like such a huge moment for him that like mm-hmm. he knew he could like get, get there's get still it, yeah. there's something left there's in something life left, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like they were just close to uh, you know their whole life or whatever and i was just like wow those two guys were roommates in college like what a what, what a, a pair what a yeah. power duo yeah. there man yeah something else else to note for robin williams is that if you've never seen his stand-up his stand-up is very raunchy compared to literally anything else that you've probably it's seen also Incredible. Incredible. It is so funny. It's rated R, but it is hilarious. So my my parents used to watch, that was another thing I was exposed to probably before Aladdin, (laughs) was the the one with the rainbow suspenders from like the late 70s, that stand-up. I used to see that one. And then obviously his, he did one in the mid-90s. Trying to remember uh, that's the, name the one of it. that I'm most familiar with. That I've, I used to have that one on uh, VHS, and then I rebought it on DVD a few years later, and I just wore that thing mm-hmm. slap out. <laughs> yeah, but it's very raunchy. But yeah, it it's, is. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's his style of humor that mad like it's going from just all over all the over the place, over the place. Like, yeah. yeah, unmatched energy. Yep. All right, Stephen. What's your right. Stephen? Speaking of Madcap, mm-hmm. I'm going with 1994's The Mask. Ooh, Jim Carrey. That's okay. a good pick. 
I wouldn't say that. Oh no, for me it's a career. For, for me, that's definitely. So I, I'd got to go Ace Ventura no, for me, but that's because yeah, so. I saw it so, so many Ventura more. I saw the mask like three times. Is, I saw Ace Ventura like a hundred. Ace Ventura is stupid. It's dumb. Yeah, the mask <laughs> is live action Looney Tunes, and it's so much fun. And it's so good. Also, right. he plays his dual role, right? Like he's right, the yeah. timid, you know, can't do anything right, bank clerk or whatever, and mm-hmm. then the mask persona where he's just. Basically, yeah. a Looney Tunes he's just, character. He's on just screen. a Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey at that point. Yeah. Finally, I can let loose. I got all this prosthetic makeup. So, um, <laughs> the mask is revealed. To my mask. <laughs> right. I, that's another um, another actor we should do some seri- like a couple yeah. different ones on because so for me, mm-hmm. the mask is definitely one of those. But I think Truman Show is the defining role. Oh for man, him. Truman Show is so good. I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, man, so Ed Harris is good in that too. Yeah, oh, he yeah. is. I mean, like, Liar Liar, even is like Liar 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 is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. uh, What's the. um, Eternal Sunshine's a good one if you want, like, good acting. Serious, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I always liked uh, the Majestic. Oh, Majestic's great. Majestic's good. Yeah. Like, he, again, there's another guy who has a massive filmography. Like, he, Mm -hmm. he has so many roles. Well, and he picks. Like in it, like he's very much like Williams, where he'll jump around. Like he serious, mm-hmm. he'll do really fun madcap comedy stuff. Like yeah. and it, and it makes such a, like he's just so diverse. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I do think like that was probably my first real exposure to Jim Carrey. Yeah. And a I, lot I of watched roles. the mask so much when I was a kid. I haven't. Yeah. Well, I mean Cameron Diaz. Woo. Yeah. Why yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't you? Come on now. But like I haven't gone back and watched it in a while. But you watch stuff like Sonic the Hedgehog, and mm-hmm. you see, you're like, oh, there's there's the, the, the little bit, there's, yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of that in there, and you remember like, oh yeah, like that's the touchstone for me mm-hmm. for him as an actor. Like, yeah, he's branched out. He does more. He has you know serious roles early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. There's still always the avil- ability to just flip the switch and <laughs> go right back. The mask yeah. is right there. The prosthetics aren't on, but it's right there. Well, and that's what I really think about like the first Sonic movie. Cause I haven't seen the second one, but the first mm-hmm. Sonic movie really had something going for it because they just let him just, Oh yeah. Get, get all the scene. Go. I mean, it, anytime it, he was on screen, it was oh, like, it was so just let fun. this man work. Like yeah. I want a Robotnik movie. I don't even want a Sonic <laughs> movie. Give me this. Yeah. yeah. Just be a blue blur in the background. Doesn't yeah. Matter to I'm me. fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, we had a trio of pretty good ones there. Yeah. Yeah. But back to Gladiator. Yeah, it was like, you're running it, not me. Oh, I know. He's oh, me, like, I don't know. No, I'm not looking Andrew, at you. thoughts. setting <laughs> the stage here. So I don't have trivia. We'll kick this off. I don't have trivia yet either. We got to start with That's a, a lie. Synopsis. Summary and a synopsis. <laughs> yes. A former Roman general sets out, sets out to exact vengeance against the corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. I, yeah. That's pretty accurate. That's yeah. a synopsis, all right. <laughs> yeah. So this came out in the year 2000. Yeah. We survived Y2K. We did. <laughs> 2000. Uh, directed by Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. Gotta not get the, Scott. Uh, that's <laughs> not Scott. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Uh, this is uh, starring Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, Connie Nielsen, Oliver Reed, Richard Harris, and I am so sorry because I'm going to butcher this name. Jamon Hansu? Digimon Hunsu. Digimon? It I believe is. it's... Wait, no, that's Digimon is like the... Yeah, I was like, that's Pokemon. That's like Pokemon. Like, what, are we, what are we doing here? I feel like the D Jimon? must be silent. Like Jamon? Jimon? Something like that. Uh, I, I feel like I've heard his name pronounced by I other people two. like eight different ways, though. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize. But I see the face. I know that face. Oh, yeah. I'll, he's been in everything. everything. Oh, he's yeah. all over the place. The guy works for his money. He looks great too. I, when he was in like Guardians or something, I was like, "You look like the He's same you did in Gladiator." He's yep. actually like a little leaner. Like, man. yeah. <laughs> uh, music by Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerard. So yeah. this had a budget of 103 million, 
with a worldwide gross of 503 million. Oh yeah. Everyone saw this movie. It became it was a huge event. No, not everyone. Almost everyone. Almost everyone. Oh. It became the second highest grossing film of the year 2000 behind mm. Mission Impossible 2. We oh, talked yeah. about this in Am our I too? rewatchable series. <laughs> I cannot I still can't believe that. I know. Budget doves, man. Budget doves just coming through in the clutch. <laughs> they were pigeons. <laughs> and there was one dove. And it was CG'd. <laughs> And audiences went, I approve. Here's my dollars. <laughs> Have my dollars again. They were throwing money at the screen. Which it's really funny that this beat out Gladiator, which to me was such a phenomenon. Well, right. now in its in its defense, right, Gladiator is rated R and it earns that is true. It's R oh, rated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there so are a lot of limited. complaints of from people. Oh, well, it's, I mean, the one star reviewer had it too, but oh, he was kind of a putts but whatever uh but like we're just too violent too gory mm-hmm. oh it's just you can't barely gory at all no no i mean for, for 2000s this was definitely yeah. the the film that college kids and in, in late high oh, school lords were all uh, about boys were like wait you haven't seen gladiator i mean admittedly there's they a lot of like dude's head off. beheadings and stuff yeah. but it's not like they zoom in on like guts being like pulled out of somebody or, know, you know some pretty pretty graphic like, moments i feel like andrew I feel like Ryan is warped by his childhood of watching horror. I, like, I watched The Shining when I was four. And I was like five. <laughs> Give me he's another down year down on there that. Watching Troll and Troll Two when he's six. I guess to yeah. me this is like Drinking in my in. head. This is like already violent. Got it. Not like exceptionally violent to the point of like, oh my god, don't you know? It's so violent. It's gonna warp your brain. It's like I've seen movies like that. This yeah. is like we not, know you have. Yeah. Well, That's this is we mainstream about. violence. Okay, and yeah. when it becomes mainstream but violence, like, that means the mainstream. When did Saving Private Ryan come out? Uh, 1999. 1999. So, yeah. like, that to me, like, the, the opening. But the know. rest of the movie isn't that. Right, but that opening to me is way more traumatizing and gory than this whole movie combined. Well, but that's the thing, though, is that is horrors of war. Right. This is graphic violence intimate. Okay. Like, like, so that's the thing. Is like this is a very personal violence, which I think is what to me amps it up. Yes, mm. like Where a machine gun mowing people down at distance. It's horrible, but it's, but it's not, not like, like it's man not on like man. Uh, uh, it's not uh, nice. Tom fights. Hanks. Well, yeah. Tom Hanks wasn't like joking with his buddy, and then the door opens and his buddy's head gets blown off. We don't. These are all faceless people, basically. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So. Which, I, I yeah, like that, that's kind of like the harder. the difference. Where it's like it is like Saving Private Ryan is absolutely. A more oh, the graphic first five film. minutes of that right, film yeah. is ridiculous. Yes, but it's not. It's not one of those things where it's not violence, like intimate violence, where this can. It's just be. a different. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different style. Okay. There's, there's just a different level of intimacy when you have a, a knife mm-hmm. versus a gun. Gun, like you're, you're there to have range. Knife, you get up close and personal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't judge me for that statement. It's okay. Uh, anyways, so we're I'm already kind of make it my ringtone. <laughs> we're, already kind of, we're already kind of into thoughts. So thoughts continuing. Um, so I've, I mean, I think this is probably one of my favorite like historical fiction films. Emphasis on fiction. Yeah, yeah, definitely fiction. But Wait, like, you're talking about the documentary Gladiator that we just watched. <laughs> what do you mean? But I, it's really, really good. The music's fantastic. Yeah. Russell Crowe absolutely kills it. Kills but Joaquin it. Phoenix is the absolute standout for this movie. Oh yeah, he he was He's a scumbag. He was like, scumbag. Such a, he was dirtbag. Yeah, dirtbag, unhinged, just oh, uh, and he just absolutely dominates. Every scene he's in. Yeah, every scene he's in. Like, this was, I think, the first movie that I had seen Joaquin Phoenix in at the time. Mm -hmm. Because I saw this in theater. Science came out, what, 2003? 
Uh, that sounds about right. Sounds right. Ooh, it might have been 02. 02. Yeah, it was so after this, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it was definitely after this. It was either 01 yeah. or 02. Yeah, uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, like I, re- I remember like... 2002. 2002, okay. Yeah. I remember seeing this and just being like, oh, who is this guy? Yeah, and he's like, River <laughs> Phoenix's brother. Say word? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, he, I don't know, he's just so creepy in every scene and able to like convey like so many unsettling emotions and like, I don't know, just every scene he's in, Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah. But I, so I I loved this movie when I saw it back in in 2000 when I saw it in the theater. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I owned it on VHS after that, then DVD. Mm -hmm. I don't own it on Blu-ray. So I'm pretty sure this is, (laughs) give it a minute. um, It's, this is definitely, my stepfather's favorite film outside of Tombstone, I think. But then, right. Ooh, Tombstone's oh, a good film. It's a very uh, good but movie. Then, oh. my, my mom, when I was growing up, we watched this all the time. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's just, it's a really it's good, good fa- movie. A good but like, mother son bonding, right? Oh, there. yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like to your point, like with being like you know historical fiction, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like I think this is one of the one of the best, the best. Yeah, well, this definitely kicked off a whole run of historical epics in the two thousands oh, into yeah. the twenty tens. Yeah, Troy. You had uh, uh, last uh, last samurai, Reign of one. Fire, uh, what, the Kingdom, that the Kingdom. With, yeah, I, there there are a bunch. What was the Clive Barker? Was that the Kingdom too? And, and none of them Clive, really Clive, lived uh, up they, to they that. They didn't have the same level. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going back to y'all's point about Joaquin Phoenix, I want to mm-hmm. drop a little trivia here because he dominates the screen. He was so nervous on set <laughs> that before his first scene with Russell Crowe, he literally yeah. pulled Crowe aside and was like, "Can you like beat me up a little? I cannot stop being jittery. I need some way." <laughs> So Crow went. Crow being Australians, like, oh, he might. No, 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 no. Crow went to uh, Richard Harris uh-huh. and was like, "Can you beat this kid up?" <laughs> he was like, "I don't know what to do." Like the guys asked me to like beat him up before we we start doing a scene because Joaquin's pretty young at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know what Harris's uh, solution was? Oh gosh. Well, let's let's get him drunk. So you said Australians. <laughs> this is uh, this is the, the the meeting of Australian and I think English. English, for yeah, for yeah. So they took him out and just loaded him up with Guinness <laughs> before he shot some of his scenes, so that he would settle down. So he's, for all we know, some of these scenes he's blitzed. I don't oh, know. He's a great drunk he's, actor. He's a really he's good drunk, drunk actor. <laughs> This is reaching so, the core. <laughs> I was about to spoil a scene, so I'll save that. It's gonna say there's a scene where he falls asleep in this movie. Maybe it's because he was totally lit. <laughs> he could not. They fall weren't even asleep. supposed to end the scene there. He's like, oh. it's like, well, I guess cut. <laughs> Roll with it. He's improv. He's so method. Start snoring. <laughs> Uh, oh, but yeah, gosh. I mean, this was again, like you said, you know, high school, college. I was in college. I was not. I was in high school. At the high time school, yeah. yeah. Uh, but going into college, this was every everybody you met was like, "Oh yeah, we're watching Gladiator tonight." Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this was, and it was like an event. It was. Like, yeah. yeah. His uh, his speech, "I will have my revenge in this life or the next," was mm-hmm. like every every guy I knew could quote that. Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't know what's wrong with it. Like, you're never going to be a Roman general, kids. Settle down. <laughs> An what? ex-Roman general. Ex-Roman general who's sold been betrayed into slavery. by an emperor. Like, <laughs> this is not your life. I'm sorry. This is, you're, you're late for accounting. I feel like. three. Like, come on, let's go. Chop, chop. This movie in the year 2000 was like the, uh, like the machismo war cry. Of oh, like yeah. All the, the dudes like, you know, they were coming out of puberty in high school mm-hmm. or like were grown men were like, this was like one of the first, to me, like, 
genre-defining action movies of the 2000s. Absolutely, yeah. This is what we can do that's different than the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is setting us apart. Because the the pacing was, like, so the only other war epic outside of, like, Saving Private Ryan, which is a different style. Different completely, um, yeah, yeah. Would be, like, Braveheart. And Braveheart is a very slow and prodding film. Braveheart is a long film. It's a good film, but it's not this. It's not this, yeah. This this is honestly really well-paced. Yeah. It, you you they do a really good job at ramping tension. Yeah. Even though like as you know, like Russell Crowe's the main character, he probably can't die, but like we've already seen that he can have some grievous wounds. Oh, like yeah. we don't know what's gonna happen. Well, and the way the whole plot unfolds is like very satisfying mm-hmm. and very like oh. you know, it, it's got a good pace to it. Like you Here said. we go. Re- yeah. Reaching yeah. back to that list of historical epics, we have mm-hmm. Troy in 04, King Arthur in 04, Alexander King in 04. Arthur, that's the one I was thinking uh, of. 300 in 06, Noah in 14, Kingdom of Heaven 05, Robin Hood in 2010, and then Exodus, Gods, and Kings in 2014. So basically, people saw this and, and they were like, it was just we like, need that. It was a, a race to the. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. The crazy thing is, the last three I listed. Those were all directed by Sir Ridley Scott. Ridley yeah. Scott. And two of those starred Russell Crowe with Noah and Robin Hood. So, like, the, interesting. Oh, yeah. they, like, initially the, the explosion was, we need historical epics. And I was like, well, I didn't do so great. Like, do we need a historical epics with Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe? Like, <laughs> and those also didn't, that didn't do well yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I think that Ridley Scott really um, just kind of struck lightning with this one. For sure. Because, like, I mean, he's a fantastic director. Yeah. But there, like, he has had more misses than hits, I think. Uh, I'd have to look at the full. Kind of feels a little bit. I'd, like I'd that. say is at least 50 50. Oh, at least 50 50. But it feels maybe, like it edges a little bit more towards. Maybe not in eh, terms of reception. I still think of him reception, as a, Yeah. But definitely like box office, I feel like he's had more misses. For sure. Yeah. Hits. Well, he, he still makes money. He does. But I mean, but he like, gave us Alien and Blade Runner and like. Yeah. Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else you got? <laughs> well, I was just trying to, I was trying to think of uh, some of them that weren't like actiony or sci-fi. Prometheus? No, I was trying to think of something not yeah, like yeah. that. And then I was like, no, not really. He did, uh, uh, he did um, uh, the Gucci movie. Yeah. The no, Gucci there, was, movie? there was some random one. Oh, Thelma and Louise. That's what I was trying what? to think of. Yeah. He did Thelma and Louise. I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah. So like there's other stuff from like his, his, uh, Filmography. I'm gonna look it up real quick. The Martian. Yeah, he, the Martian was fantastic. That's also yeah. sci-fi, and and he definitely has a body a, of lies. That was eye for good. sci-fi. But yeah, like American, American Gangster. American Gangster. Yeah, there's just like the Kingdom of Heaven. That was another one. Mm-hmm. That, like in that Robin Hood movie, I, I saw that one. The one just called um, Hood or whatever. Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe in it. It was like fine, but I think I feel like that one was a victim of like it was. Too late in the we're in gonna the have a, the run. We're, we're gonna have a gritty reboot yeah. or something. It needed to be an 06 release. It needed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they had done that bad boy in 05, it'd have been like we'd be talking about yeah. it today. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, but instead it was like just a little bit too shy, which is I'm sure like we're talking about with you know film production of like everyone saw this movie and there's like how quickly can we get a historic epic out? Yeah, four years, four ah, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> as, the turn around as soon as they started Hood, you know, they're like, hey, this whole gritty reboot thing's not working out. Well, I got bad news, we're already almost. <laughs> Done. <laughs> We've been working on this for four years. You yeah, know? we're kind of pot committed at this point, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I mean, fantastic music. Mm-hmm. We've already said you done know, this by is, Hans Zimmer. Yes, uh, and Lisa Gerard. It's, yeah. it's worth pointing out. She did. She's the, a lot of the vocals. Yes, and some of the the Inya like mm-hmm. music. Uh, so this is the best selling movie soundtrack of all time. Really? Wow! Yes. Of all time? Of all time? That any is movie? Over Star Wars? That is or what Superman? Is claimed. Sound that of is, music? Like any of these? That's like, what is claimed? I 
Wow. I, I almost don't believe that, but or I sorry, can't. Sorry, not the best. Sorry, one of the best. Oh, okay. okay. That's a big uh, qualifier. More reasonable. More reasonable. <laughs> There's a big difference More here. Reasonable. I was like, the Rocky Horror Picture, any musical? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> this Ryan, is Ryan doesn't even like musicals. And I he's know. He's like, Rouge. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, no, honestly, just Star Wars or Superman. Like, those two right there. Surely, right? Surely. Sure. Yeah, they've like, been out no for way. longer, yeah. too. Like, there's, <laughs> there's been, been more long, years that people... Longer run. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, I was going to be crazy impressed <laughs> if that was an actual fact. I mean, well, granted, one of the, the best is still up there. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. the soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I was just like, I was going like, to start walking through my life into people's homes and be like, there it is. They own it, too. They own the Gladiator soundtrack. <laughs> Everyone owns the Gladiator soundtrack. Like, roll up to a restaurant like, I know this song. <laughs> the jukebox is playing the Gladiator soundtrack. <laughs> So I'm saying, the first time you buy, you buy like a Tesla. Like now, all of a sudden, all you see are Teslas. You're like, I'm gonna get a white car. Nobody owns that. You get on the road. Everybody owns a white car. And every Tesla comes with the Gladiator soundtrack installed. What? No, I can't I, get away. I can't confirm iTunes, though. The, YouTube, the, fiasco all over. Yeah. The second that we bought a Jeep Renegade, the only thing I see on the road is Jeep Renegades. Yeah, that's <laughs> Renegade. That's the thing, man. That's how it works. Yep. Yeah, that's how your brain works. Plays tricks on you. They were there the whole time. They were always. You just didn't there. care then. Oh, so what else? What else we got on this? I mean, this is uh, this is a phenomenal, really a phenomenal film. It is. I mean, yeah. If you haven't seen Gladiator before, you got to check it out. I think it's almost infinitely rewatchable. I mean, I have seen. This is certainly one of those. Again, college is to blame a little bit, but this is one of those films that I have seen dozen plus times. I don't. There's not a lot of films where I can be like, oh yeah, I've watched it twenty times. Well, and I think the stretch between me watching it this time and the last time is the longest I've gone. Yes, yes. Like because it's probably been. Maybe 10 years. Yeah. It was maybe 2012, the last time I, uh, it was like on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I'll watch Gladiator. Because it is, it's one of those movies that I can just pop on. Yeah. I guess maybe that's why I was pushing back on the violence a little bit, is because to me, it's, it's like an easy well, no, turn but it that's on. The thing, but though. it is, there yeah. There's some like, fantastic deaths. Oh, they're in this incredible. Movie. Andrew, yeah, yeah. Andrew loves him some deaths. Uh, if, yeah. you're not, if you're not on our Patreon, oh, shameless, <laughs> shameless, shameless, shameless plug. Here. plug. Uh, we uh, watched Starship Troopers for some commentary, and Andrew was a huge fan of, yeah, of a yeah, lot of the deaths. It was my first time watching it, and uh, it was phenomenal because there are some good deaths in that. There, there really are. are. Also they were very creative. Some good deaths in Gladiator, and they don't yes. have as many pointy bits as they did. In I don't Star know. Troopers. There's there's some chariots that have some pointy bits. There are a lot of pointy. There are a lot of pointy bits. <laughs> there are thrown thrown <laughs> pointy bits in this one. Yeah, but yeah, this movie I agree is like almost infinitely rewatchable where it's like it, it had been a long time since I watched it. And I had that fear when I that put it like, in. I was oh, like, no. oh, like, oh wait, oh, is this going to be one of those? That, like this with a critical eye? I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Like I'm going to watch this and be like, Oh no, it is fantastic. No, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think we're, we're pretty well covered on uh, would you rewatch and recommend? I think we've yes all rewatched yes. this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we would all recommend. <laughs> we're all heartily recommending this. Uh, basically, you know, as long as you're the, the people that you're watching with, you know, aren't like, you know, six year old kids. You know. Oh man, get them in there. Children love the <laughs> get violence. Get them in there early. Let them no, experience but, I mean, the blood. I mean, as, pretty much as long as you can handle a decent amount of violence, definitely yeah. worth watching. It's a great film. Yeah. yeah, I think so. If you want to slowly run your hands across the wheat while walking in slow motion through fields of podcast content, then you need to visit spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Oh.
where you can see episode, find episodes, see them, watch them, listen to them, whatever episodes. Listen, you can watch podcast. the you listen. can watch the tracker bar just go across right. while you listen to. Yeah, it. I just run your hand across the wheat <laughs> as the tracker bar goes, and you'll find links to all sorts of stuff on there, like our Discord. Oh, you should totally join us on the Discord. We got a great community there, talking about all kinds of things. I want, I want to see your pets. We got a channel for your pets. I want to know what kind of hobbies you're into. What you're cooking? What you're cooking? I want look, man. I want to know what your dog looks like, <laughs> what hobbies you do, what you had for dinner last night, probably where you live. This isn't getting creepy. It's yeah. totally fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Not, Just calm down. Bad. Where are you going? <laughs> Come back. Wait. <laughs> uh, outside of Discord, we also have social media. We have two. Count them two. We have an Instagram and a Facebook. We don't yep. have X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. It's um, too confusing. Where Couldn't pretty have. much uh, every week we will toss up a what we're basically where to watch yeah. for the for the upcoming week of yeah, what we're going to be reviewing. Gonna be watching. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can, can watch also, along with us. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, and we are back. We have returned from the promised land of the wheat over the spoiler wall. <laughs> so much wheat. So much wheat. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> and we're going to kick this off with some trivia. The wheat scene was originally only supposed to be at the end. I thought you were going to say it was shot in barley. It was not wheat. <laughs> not wheat. <Yeah. laughs> Why did it Wrong grain. <laughs> it probably was barley. I don't know Who how knows? this works. Uh, so, yeah, initially that was only going to be at the end. And in editing, the ed- whoever the editor was was like, no, this needs to be at the front. Uh, uh, otherwise, what's the point? Because you need, yeah, you need to have yeah. kind Connect. of like connections. You need the connection, yeah. Because it, it happens, what, like two or three times throughout the film? Yes. I think it's three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's at the start. I think there's one in the middle, and then there's definitely at the end for yeah. obvious yeah. reasons. But it definitely would. The ending would have not been as impactful if they mm-hmm. hadn't peppered you got, it. Well, you, you need to have callbacks. set it up and then pay it off, mm-hmm. right? Like we yeah. talk about that all the time. Uh, so let's kick this off with oh, I don't know, maybe a little sadness here. Uh, Oliver Reed, who plays Proximo in the film, died three weeks before principal photography was finished. For oh the film. wow! So. Maybe, because, maybe that's why he just kind of disappears at the end of the film. That's where we're going. So because of a clause in the movie's uh, insurance, they could have reshot all scenes with the actor for $25 million on insurance's tab, right? Wow. Doesn't go into the budget, just part of it. They mm-hmm. had good insurance right. part of this. it, yeah. But Ridley Scott did, one, didn't want to put the rest of the cast and crew through this because they had a really hard schedule of shooting. Right. And two, he didn't want to go in and just cut Reed out of the film. No, because he was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was fantastic. Well, I mean, the guy also, like, this is his last thing, and then it's like, well, you throw it in the dustbin? Yeah. Right, no, that's, yeah. yeah so, that's really so they ended bad up form. having to do a script rewrite, uh, had to bring in a body double, some CGI is in there for the final resolution of his character. Mm. So that is why when you, because watching that film this time, I was kind of like, you know, this this plot point really does just kind of just, whoop, it just, just evaporates. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that, it makes more sense now. It's kind of sad. Like you wonder what we could have had, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, he was a great Proximo. So speaking of what we could have had, this film's script was apparently horrendous at oh, the start. No. Written on a cocktail napkin and crayon. So, or like. so when I say horrendous, what I mean is when they were trying to pitch Russell Crowe to get on the production, the producers did not want him to see the script because oh, they wow. knew how bad it was. Oh wow! So their pitch was, let's get you on the phone with Ridley, with Ridley Scott. Scott. He'll he'll let's, give let's you the let elevator you talk. pitch. He'll give you the yeah, you know. But what they didn't know is Crowe actually had gotten his hands on a copy <laughs> oh, no. of the script. So he was like, yeah, I know it's garbage. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so there are there are a Sign ton of re- like they started shoots without a finalized script. Oh man, there are a ton of reshoots. There are apparently like arguments and shouting matches. So Crow hated the "I will have my vengeance" line. Really, he thought it was terrible, wow. and he literally like on set with the the scriptwriter there was like, "I'll come up with a better line." <laughs> So they did a bunch of takes where he was throwing lines out there, and you know what? He, none of them were better. Yeah. But he, but like, like, like Russell Crowe, literally, like to the writer's face, like it's corny and it's stupid. And the guy even says, "Yeah, it is." You know, like, like that writing is pretty terrible, but it sounds awesome when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it does, and that that is it's a defining moment of the oh, film, yeah. like, which is can hilarious. You imagine the film without that? Yeah. Ah, uh, I would. It would not have been quoted at me like four times a week in college. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. The initial opening battle Mm -hmm. was filmed in uh, Bourne Woods in Surrey, England. So, you know, they do all the the big fire arrows and rolling balls of fire mm -hmm, and all that. The barbarians of tar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Royal Forestry Commission had originally slated the area for deforestation, ah. and Ridley Scott offered them his facilities to burn the woods to the ground, and the commission <laughs> happily accepted. <laughs> On I your dime? You. Heck yeah, yeah let's they're, go. They're like, what if we can deforest this area for free, and it's also going to make a banger scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is because it, it's so impressive whenever they're doing this because it's real. The, yeah. It wasn't CGI, and this, is, this movie came out right at the right time period to where yeah. they could do some CGI assisted shots of like bigger set pieces of Rome yeah, and that Colosseum. But yeah. then they 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 can still do or they're still doing practical effects because that's how it was done. They didn't so, have like that CG arrow shot or mm-hmm. like they didn't do any of that Ooh, mess. You know? Perfect, perfect segue. So speaking okay. of the arrow shot, they yeah. made over twenty thousand arrows for that opening battle scene. Oh nice. wow. I believe it. I they they went nuts in terms of actual like realism. They had like uh 10,000 costumes were made for the cast and extras. Jeez. Uh, just, just insane stuff. I don't know, 2,700,000? 2, I can't find it right now. But pieces of armor were made. Like, just mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff was created for the film. Uh, yes, 27,000 pieces of armor were made specially for this movie. Yeah. And I imagine that kind of stuff, you probably still see it on screen today. Oh, probably. Because probably. it was fantastic, right? Okay, well, I think uh, I'm gonna hold back some other pieces here. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get. We're already kind of in spectacle here with some yeah. of this other stuff. Let's let's really get into it. Okay. Uh, no, I want to hear Ryan's thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pass the buck. Let's go. I uh, I really really like this movie. I like the way it's shot. I like all the costuming. I think there are a couple of things that hold it back, and it's just like a relic of the time of mm-hmm. when it was made. Because again, this is 2000. It's the same as like when you watch a movie from 1990, you have that like one foot in the eighties, one foot in like what will be the nineties. So you have like a lot of sepia kind of like tinted scenes because they're trying to make it weird color correction. Yeah. Like they're, they're trying to make it look more yellow and brown in certain scenes Mm -hmm. than I think they should have. But again, it was, it was the early days of like, let's experiment with, with color and things like that. Weird post-processing and kind of like the, the afterlife sequences. Yeah. There's like, like they're trying to establish, Hey, this isn't real. It was, it reminded me of like the aviator where like they, they undersaturated some greens and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, like they, they definitely did that in this with like the, the, like you're saying the afterlife stuff. And then, yeah, there's some slow motion shots that are, you know, really ultra juddery because they were shot at like 12 frames a second type stuff and it, it's like nowadays we're used to like that Zack Snyder ultra I shot it on a thousand frames per second <laughs> camera so when you slow it down it just looks silky smooth yeah 
you know, but it was definitely an effect that they were going for back then. Yeah, like that, purposefully. Yeah, and it, I, I still think it looks good. It's just you have to look at it through that lens of like, you know, we kind of talked about this during like the last Samurai. There are a couple mm-hmm. of like slow mo shots in it that also have the same like juddery, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of look to it. But that was like what oh two. Yeah, oh three. Oh three. So again, we get one foot in the nineties, one foot in the two thousands. But overall, I think the cinematography is really great. I think the way a lot of the f- shots are framed up is really good. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of shaky cam, like too much to my uh, taste on Always. a couple of any, the any shots. Is too much. It is honestly. <laughs> honestly, but like I can I can forgive a little bit if it's stylistic. Most most of the action scenes are are, are they're pretty clear. They're yeah, really good. The the big thing with the action scenes is I think that a lot of them are choreographed really really well Mm -hmm. but the limitation of basically having to use stunt doubles and then actors Mm -hmm. for certain shots definitely shows it makes a lot of cuts sometimes there's a lot of cuts and and probably just because i'm super spoiled with like jackie chan and like some other like um donnie yen and like other martial artists real fighters and real like Tom Cruise, like we're we're spoiled by a lot of these actors now that do everything. They're not they're everything not using cuts yeah. to hide. Yeah, the, and the, you're not having to like you know chop in between. Where like this one, they're like, all right, Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix, you guys are gonna go clash, clash, and then we're gonna cut, and then it's gonna be you know yeah. an action. You know, where you're gonna roll. So so he actually yeah. uh, Russell Crowe at least actually picked up a tremendous number of injuries during the fight scenes. <laughs> right. Not and not like like he was getting cut. Yeah. But it was like bruises was, and. No, Oh, that wasn't that. He was like tearing tendons and stuff. It was the oh. motions, like swinging the sword and like jerking around. Like you know, the, you yeah. put all your momentum one way and mm-hmm. you turn the other. So he actually did a fair amount of damage to himself yeah. in these. Sequ- so I mean, he was there. It's just yeah. again, it, well, there's also an issue too with swords, right? Like I'm gonna swing a sword, you're gonna swing a sword, and if one of us misses, we delay the production by six weeks while our nose heals. You yes. know, so yeah. I do. Yeah. I do want to like have a. Uh, minor thing of like I don't know enough about Roman history to know but like I don't think that Russell Crowe's haircut and beard style was quite on point for well, what would have been Spanish you think it, it's probably he looked uh, like the guitar player from Creed though in the year 2000 so like I don't know if he had like if um, that's the normal style like the the, the you know the the cut right on the edge of the jawline I don't know I'm not saying Couldn't he say. just looked like Don't he came from yeah, 2000s. Roman history is not anything I can claim to have a world. No, yeah, like I don't. Maybe everybody yes. walked around looking like the I, guitar player I from Creed. I don't know. World War One and World War Two. Yeah, but. I really am. Yeah, I will say though he did yeah. initially because they don't, you know, they don't do any kind of like Latin or any of that yeah. really. They just speak English, mm-hmm. right? And they don't even really put an affected accent on it, like you see with a lot of. Yeah, Roman shows they kind of sound British, right? Well, like uh, what was the Alexander movie with uh, yeah. Angelina Jolie and mm-hmm. Colin Farrell? Where she put like a very like Mediterranean like mm-hmm. or like or like Spartacus has yeah oh, not Spartacus was it no, Spartacus um, uh, um, Rome just Rome it's just, just Rome. called Rome yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he actually when they were initially doing like test scenes for this mm-hmm. he had kind of like a Antonio Banderas accent in his well because he's a Spaniard because he's supposed to be Spaniard so yeah, that was right. what he was going for and then Ridley Scott was like no 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 just <laughs> absolutely just, not <laughs> just talk yeah just just English please. we're just it's it's a translated film everything yeah. is translated uh, so I want to I want to reel back to the kind of the slow mo stuff in the initial early fight right yeah. so the blur effect that you get halfway mm-hmm. in there it was not intentional oh really nope. So the scene was shot in the early evening, but shooting continued for so long into the night and they were pushing so hard to get these scenes done. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to shoot another day on location. They instead shot the scenes with a very low frame rate to compensate for the loss of frames. The frames that were shot were duplicated several times in post-production and then edited into the film 
to try to make that shift into a lower frame rate look natural. Oh, weird. So hmm. it's not slow-mo. It's literally just there were less frames, so they just put the frame back in again to create a slow-mo. Weird. Huh. Because okay. they were just like, hey, we can't keep spending nights out here every day right. shooting this. Yeah. Get it in the can kind of yeah. thing. Hmm. Interesting. So it's in- it's interesting that it wasn't intense because we're kind of you know like oh it's the nineties the two thousands we get a lot of these yeah it almost kind of kicked some of that off in the two thousands and they didn't mean for it when they set up that day <laughs> they didn't want this <laughs> we, to happen we messed up and everyone's like well hold on hold on oh, hold, hold on, on. Oh, oh. this was a happy mistake this made a lot of money yeah. for us ah. yeah this is clearly the key point <laughs> to take away from it yeah. Uh, so I got to say, I think the for me, it's the commitment to the costuming. Yeah. Uh, they did do some digital reproduction of extras for Coliseum shots. Oh, yeah. Sure. And also had yeah. like cardboard cutouts and stuff. But still, they <laughs> just still. Just a cardboard cutout with the dude with sticks. Just, yeah. just moving them One around. One dude holds two people. Now you're three people and all three of you can yep. move. <laughs> but uh, I'll say this, like the crowd duplication and like the, the flyover of the Coliseum. Fine. A lot of it looks better than some stuff that came after it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so for the year 2000, I, watching it last night. Literally like Attack of the Clones, right? Wolf. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, Wolf. yeah. But like, I was impressed. Oh, I no, was no, like, wow, this don't actually. Do a, they'll do a, what all that was actually because the uh, arena scenes are direct inspiration for Attack of the Clones. They are, yeah. Which but it, is regrettable. But. It's regrettable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got to say too, in terms of like the historical accuracy or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So Ridley Scott went into the actual Coliseum and looked around, and he's quoted as saying, "It's too small." <laughs> I mean, going to make a bigger one, <laughs> a better, a better Coliseum, if you will. I've seen bigger lobbies at the Holiday Inn. What is this? So I know uh, we're talking about um, spectacle, and we mm-hmm. have already mentioned costuming. Yeah, yeah. But um, Joaquin Phoenix's final outfit that he has—oh, it's fire! Oh, uh, yeah, white fire. kind of silver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's oh, so man. cool. There, there's a couple of good armor shots of both Joaquin. Even the the black armor he wears, like mm-hmm. about midway mm-hmm. through, is like, oh, uh, dude, he is. Mm, he's styling in this great. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, you're right. That that white that and gray the, at the end, mm-hmm. the silver. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those oh. things too, where it's like in my mind every time I watch Gladiator, I'm like, ooh, here comes. Nope, nope. Oh, it's at the end. It's at the end, yeah. Well, if you're going to be a dirtbag, like, be a dirtbag with style, at least. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like, where's all that money going to? You're the emperor. <laughs> yeah. Dress up, son. Yeah. But yeah, all Russell right. Crowe's outfits, too, look really good. Oh, the, the like, the horse armor or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's iconic in, yeah. in a very, like, classic way, whereas uh, what Phoenix is breaking out is, like, yeah, you could wear that for, like, an hour in Rome, and then it'd be dirty and muddy right. and dusty, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You're the emperor. You pay people to dust you off all the time. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should have just official dusters behind him, just like. All right. So, what about performance? I mean, we've pretty much already harped on just about everyone in this film. And you know what? We're going to do it again. Yeah. I, I feel like, and I could be misremembering, wasn't Connie Nielsen in like some other period dramas? I'll find somewhere? out. Please hold. Uh, okay. She was. Uh, she was. Um, she's the mom in Wonder Woman. That's not quite the same. It's not quite what I was talking about, but yes, I remember. I mean, that. there's there's a little you know, the Amazonian thing is kind of period drama ish. Um, actually, she's really not in that much. Maybe I just think of her in uh, like yeah. uh, the the miasma that is my memory that like all, all these like period together. you know yeah like, no she's really not in I mean like she's in a lot of movies but she's not in anything like, else that's anything like else is like, like this like yeah. that. so she is though a hardcore Roman like history nerd. Oh, really? It was actually used as like a reference for like historical accuracy. Oh, that's oh, nice. cool. And her, the ring that she wears, apparently she found 
in an antique shop in the Mediterranean, and then it turned out to be like a two thousand year old ring. Oh wow! So wow. She has like such a good eye for stuff where she was like, "Oh, that looks really authentic to the period. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it." And there's yeah. like, "Oh, it's, it's real." <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to that's smuggle, why <laughs> you're trying to smuggle artifacts out of out of uh, Malta or where I think it was Malta was where they were filming. Like you're in trouble or, or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, she does a great job. Uh, you know, again, we've already talked a lot about Joaquin. I mean, but, Richard Harris does a good job too. Joaquin, oh, I mean, obviously, I, Richard yeah. Harris is so. Well, good. he he has such a good, um, um, f- not friendly, but like just um, mentorish demeanor, benevolent father. Yes, there we yeah. go. Like a benevolent yeah, yeah. father figure. He's such a like a. He's very wise. He's he's the kind of dad where like where you fall down, he's not disappointed. He's not mad, but he helps you up, and he kind of like you know, it's the whole Bruce, why do we fall? Moment, yeah, right. Yeah, he still but, teaches you, but he he teaches. Yeah, like ah, yeah. Him he, and, him he does really good. Dumbledore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually like the kid. Um, oh, uh, Lucius. Lucius. Yeah. I don't. I don't know the actor's name um, offhand. I'm trying to find. Him. He looks familiar. I feel like I've seen him in other stuff after this, but I don't um, I remember I, exactly. I thought he did. Well, well, he did really good well, just being the, like, kind of, like, deer in, in the a, headlights. In well, the, <laughs> the scene where uh, Joaquin and Connie Nielsen are, like, going at it, like, the, the it's, it's a veiled message, but really we're, like, trading blows across the tabletop while the kid's just sitting there. Yeah. yeah and like, it's like, I am uncomfortable. Why, the, why well, is, why are mom and dad fighting? The, the kid, like, slowly realize what's going on is, uh-huh. like, Okay, he's like I'm looking back and forth. <laughs> Wait a minute, it got weird in here pretty quick. <laughs> the tension Spencer the Treat air. Clark. Yeah, he does a good job. <clears throat> Treat Clark. Um, I looked it up. It's Jaiman Hansu. That's how you say it. Jaiman Hansu. Which again, um, another good. He's great. I was gonna yeah. give another shout out to him because this was the first movie I think I saw him in. Also, I, like Joaquin sure, Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like even though he doesn't have enough lines to me, they, they don't really do enough with his character. Yeah, in like the movie. No, he's just a, there. If you want a tried and true friend, right? Yeah, right? like well, I like that boom. you get the scene at the end oh, with yeah. him. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The, the, the point statues. I was making was like even though he doesn't have a ton in the movie, mm-hmm. his little arc that happens and his interactions with Maximus pay off really well. By they the really end. do, yeah. and because like. One, you're like, well, you know, you don't want these characters to, to die, but, you know, at the same time, they're gladiators and essentially slaves, and they mm-hmm. more than likely will. So it's always right. cool whenever that doesn't happen, and then you actually get a little bit of a moment there where it's a callback to their conversations that they had earlier in the film. Yeah. 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 Well, and, like, honestly, all of their conversations where he's asking, like, questions about his religion mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, I thought all those scenes were really good, and they did a really good job of making us – care about Maximus as a person yeah, and yeah. care about the actual, like, cause you can kind of just like vengeance is just bloodlust at some point. Right. But this right. is, it's a much more different level, especially given that we never really, we're not introduced to the family prior mm-hmm. to, right. Right. It's all has to rest on Maximus as a character for, are we going to be empathetic with this or not? Right. It's not like we, the kid was there. We were, Oh, you know, we build up. We really like the kid. Right. You get the scene with him at home yeah. before the Commodus war. Or something. rides mm-hmm. in and cuts his head off. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know I hate the emperor, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to go back to Joaquin just for, just for a moment, just cause I've got some, some trivia I want to drop on that one. Uh, so his, uh, am I not merciful bit? <laughs> yeah. 
was completely ad-libbed. Oh, wow. Unexpected. So Connie Nielsen's reaction is just straight up her reaction of like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh that's when he's uh, yelling at her. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Am I? I don't want to yeah. do it on the podcast. Yeah. Like, Am I not? Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just threw that down. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, yeah, you know that in the moment, like, like Ridley, like, Scott, oh. Ridley Scott was like, oh, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> keep rolling. Keep, keep it going. Rolling. Keep yeah. it going. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, all, all of his bits... Really, like just watching this film, even you know back when it came out, was just mm-hmm. like, man, this dude is this dude's a dirtbag. What a like well, weird, perverted dirtbag, worthless. <laughs> man, I hate him. <laughs> man, I hate this guy. You know, Commodus is the worst. But I think too, like especially for a movie like this, what you need, what this whole movie rests on the shoulders of having a great protagonist who's well acted mm-hmm. and a great antagonist mm-hmm. that's well acted and having Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix be the, the, you know, the push pull, the push pull and the, the foundation of the movie is like huge. Like, I don't think this movie would be anything if, if those roles were swapped with any other people. You yeah. Know what I mean, it, I, it would be really hard, especially like, I feel like we could probably find someone to do the Russell Crowe bit. Maybe. But, but Commodus, I don't think so. I don't no. Think yeah. No, definitely not Commodus. Because yeah. he like Joaquin Phoenix portrays the perfect just, just really manipulative and mm. petulant child. Yes, that Commodus yeah. is petulant's and, the good word. That's yeah, a very because good he word. like he the, there are so many good scenes after you know he gets essentially dressed down by the by the mob and by Maximus in the um, in the in Coliseum. The yeah. yeah, and he just goes like, "Why can't I kill him?" And it's just like, "Yeah, Haha, this is what I love here." I know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, funnily enough, uh, the role for Maximus was er- initially offered to Mel Gibson. Ooh, no, I wouldn't like so that. So, he, oh, wow. he turned it down because he was like, I'm too old to do this, man. <laughs> he's like in his I 40s. already did Braveheart. He's already did Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. like he's, he's already done. I, I don't want to get typecast in a historical yeah. epic. Put me back out in the Australian outback. But, well, he Mad did. Max it. He did Patriot like two years later. He did, yeah. <laughs> well, he well, saw this movie. Well, and we're then, like, what was I thinking? He's like, I could have made so much money. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Patriot made a lot of money. It too. also made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's plow forward here. Let's get some score going. Yeah, sure. Score the score some music here. Some, some Hans Zimmer killing it. So this is very interesting because watching this movie again and having a general a, a much deeper understanding of how a lot of studios use temp music. Mm-hmm. Oh, it shows. They, you can definitely see that, like, um, Pirates of the Caribbean use some so, use this as temp music. Explain for listeners what temp okay, music is. Okay, so what will happen is whenever you're in a production environment mm-hmm. and you don't have composed music yet. Yeah. Like, you have Hans Zimmer, who yeah, are, Alan Silvestri is making the music, but they're like, it's not ready yet. You can't listen to it. Well, we need to put something in the scene so we can edit it to a general idea of the the vibe that we want. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Everyone does that. Like, yeah, I, I do that Super for, normal. like, yeah, I just use reference and that kind of stuff for, for graphic design. And then, sure. you know, I'm like, all right, now this asset's ready. I'll move that out and put this one in. And the issue that happens with temp music is a lot of companies and, and directors and stuff will use it for so long that that is the only music that they see in that scene. Right. So then or they like will... They have a scene that's edited to this tip music and then a producer sees it and is like, oh, it's so perfect. That music's great. Yeah. And it's like, but we can't use... We, we can't use right. this. Right. This is from a soundtrack from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't like... Legally, yeah. we don't yeah. own it. Yeah. So yeah. then what they'll do is they'll go to the composer that they've hired and say... I need it to sound like this with this tempo. Right. And it's just like, okay, so I'm just copying someone else's work. And you're like, well, you can change it a little bit. 
Like, yeah. We'll pay you a lot of money to sound like somebody else. Yeah, exactly. this yeah. is the vibe we want because we've already edited the scene to uh, this like, we're, track. And we're like, very, the studio is very enamored with this yeah. specific edit. So a lot of that happens, uh, and there have been multiple lawsuits and stuff between different studios yeah. because of this. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road got um, got sued by, um, I can't remember the other movie that it was from, but like yeah. they basically almost straight ripped the music. I mean, right. Hans Zimmer got sued for this film. Uh, by I can't remember whose estate it was for they were saying oh you ripped off yeah. this music mm-hmm. right uh, which I mean the suit ultimately got dismissed but yeah like it's it's a pretty common thing it is very very common but yeah. you can definitely tell that that Disney or Pirates of the Caribbean definitely used this as temp music for a lot of their stuff then and then yeah. they had yes. class about alt to like kind of push it a little bit towards it right yeah. So for for context, this is the specific the track from the Gladiator soundtrack is called "The Battle," and this is kind of the bit that is very reminiscent. Very of reminiscent. It's not they, exact. No, yeah, but they, not, not clearly exact. when they made Pirates of the Caribbean, they were like, you know, kind of like that one song from Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, that's it's still great music. It is, but it's got some pirates vibes in there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you have like kind of the strings, and you have the the. It's really the um the general tempo of the of well, kind of like the well, big. When you're editing, right? You need certain cuts to land with mm-hmm. the music. Well, that means you need a certain BPM to be happening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you need. I need a big hit right here. here. I need it yeah. to drop here, and then suddenly you start like there's almost no way to work without creating the same kind of music. Yeah. Right. Uh, and again, well, I, mean, I already brought it off. It's not the best selling soundtrack, but one of the best selling. <laughs> one of the best. So if you're gonna rip something off. Or, right. or borrow yeah. from this is well, going to be pretty common, and especially with so many you know action movies in the two thousands and historical, historical action epics, movies, yeah. right? Like they probably had this soundtrack just on repeat as they were like framing up you know yeah. edits and like stuff, just because it's like this is the de facto standard that has been set mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of tracks uh, on Do the soundtrack the, that are really the, good. Um, the pirates. pirates yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little more upbeat. It is, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. and it's a little bit quicker. Yeah, and yeah. it's definitely a, in a like a, a different range. It's the da 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 da. It's that the cadence at the front. Yeah, yeah. Because like when that hits in Gladiator, I was watching it over here at Andrews, and like we both kind of looked at it. Those pirates. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like music copyright and music lawsuits are crazy to me too. Sometimes because there would be like I don't want to get into specifics, but like there would be you know artists that like rip off other songs mm-hmm. and they, they, they don't they, they sample or they sample or they sam- yeah. no I'm, like there's some like Katy Perry got sued mm-hmm. uh, and like to me I was like that's not even cl- it's in a different key it's a different tempo and then there's other stuff that sounds exact and they won their suit and I'm like how like good that's lawyers obvious. yeah well so the thing with <laughs> music too it's the same with like ideas any kind of like writing mm-hmm. any kind of like music any kind of anything is like there's this level of like what is blatant ripoff and what is like, I've seen Gladiator and mm-hmm. I've heard that music. Uh, amongst and so then, many other f- 
other right. scores in my head. And right? then later I sat down at a piano and I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if it was like, da, 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 da. Yeah. you know, like, and it's not that you're like trying to rip off gladiator mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not saying that's what they did with pirates, but like the music is weird in that way that like you can be inspired by something yeah, well, and then not even realize that you were, you know, riffing you were using, from yeah. something well, that you, it's always interesting yeah. to me with pirates though. Cause it, it kind of felt, it feels like the initial music was a little like the, the main theme is kind mm-hmm. of a rip off. And then what two, Klaus. one film later, two film later, they actually just hired Hans Zimmer to do it. <laughs> right. yeah. They're like, well, whoa, we've been ripping it off for long enough. Let's go get the real thing. <laughs> Let's get the real guy. <laughs> now, that is not that is absolutely not to discount uh, Klaus's no, no, ability no, no, no. to compose because he put out a banger oh, Pirates Pi- of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Pirates, Pirates is like one of the best films. Yeah, one of my favorites. another film that needs to be in our list somewhere. It absolutely Throw it in the be. pile. Put it, put, <laughs> add one more to the list. I can watch it anytime. I'll watch it right now. Right now, while we're recording. Back to Gladiator, though. Yeah, I think the other thing about this soundtrack, though, is that there's like other like the 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 quieter moments, the the introspective mm-hmm. moments, the sad moments, and like the, the afterlife, Inya, particularly the the, the, the yeah the Inya moments. Yeah. So, so Lisa, this is Lisa Gerard. She, so she did those. So she yeah. she wrote and sings most of those parts. Uh, there's yeah. actually a little bit of controversy because Hans Zimmer was nominated for an Oscar, mm-hmm. and they like the Academy wouldn't put her on there as like co. Oh, that's so rude, right? Like. They still, I think they won like a motion picture award together. Right. But it was kind of like, mm, this feels a little not great. Like not, you know, it's yeah. 2000. What was their justification? I don't, I don't know what the justification was. You're she not was part a of the Academy. Oh, <laughs> she's a woman. They polish their statues. Get out of here. <laughs> Um, yeah, but anyways, gold? I don't think so. Mm. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of songs in this. It's not just the action songs. When I get right, across, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here that's it's really the, good. There there really are some good introspective songs, particularly mm. at the um, after he loses his wife and yeah. son, and he yeah. kind of like goes off into his own little world for a bit before he gets captured. Yeah, and that one particularly is really really good. Yeah, oh, it's, it's and, and they, they do a callback of it later, later on in the film, whenever yeah. he's you know I was passing away or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just fantastic soundtrack all yeah. around. Yeah, it's yeah. got the kind of that haunting, ethereal quality to yeah. it. Yeah. I see why it's the greatest selling soundtrack of all time. Now, no, really uh, now I will of, say though, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> now let that one go. Are you? This had to be just a very much a two thousand or like late nineties, early two thousands thing mm-hmm. where they had dialogue from the movie in the tracks. Maybe That's so. Weird. I was trying I to don't figure like it out. Weird. The uh, the the uh, the version I found on Spotify is the 20th anniversary edition, and I wonder if they peppered if they in some dialogue. Yeah, they amped it up. I don't if know. there was like the original version, we need didn't to go. That. We need to go back to 2000, find the original soundtrack, right. just the CD on Get eBay, the CD just bounce on, on into coconuts, and see if it's got that. you a CD. Yeah. Go over to Suncoast. Go to oh, FYE. Man. Pick your poison on whichever <laughs> place you had in your mall where you live. All kinds of random mall yeah. stores. We're not old. You're old. Yeah. You're old. <laughs> Shut up. My back doesn't hurt. Your back hurts. Ah. All right. Let's let's move forward into some plot. Okay. Let's go. Uh, so I know that we've already mentioned that they had um, rewrites, some rewrites and stuff like that yeah. for the end of the film. Uh, it, you can definitely tell because it feels like the like some plot threads just kind of evaporate into nothing. And they then do. the, the, the like attempted coup at the end does feel a little like kind of haphazard. It does. Cause mm. you're just kind of like, Oh, it's happening right now. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's over. Oh, it's over now. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah like, that feels totally like that would have, 
played out across a little bit a longer. little bit longer yeah. yeah or like a little more of like the shadow war in the background like the you have the overt war which is the mm-hmm. arena mm-hmm. and the shadow war is what happens at night like you could have played that for like a good third of the movie yeah and it, this is just like one little like boop up okay well, if, uh, it's over what was his name Dracus Gracchus Gracchus uh, Gracchus if he had been like earlier in the movie trying to go ahead and like like the first gladiator fight been like mm-hmm. hold on the people like this Maximus guy let's start we working could, yeah an we angle. could probably I think yeah. it would have had more of a through line and not just been this thing that they introduced like three quarters of the way through the movie they're like oh we're going to do a revolution oh okay cool it happens tonight oh okay cool it's over what all right all right we're all gonna die now okay well yeah because the like most of the film is pretty much just him getting established as a character right like maximus established as a character Mm -hmm. before they even get to rome and by the time they're at rome it's like Maybe forty five minutes left in the movie. Yeah, film film's uh, kind of winding. Yeah, down. it's close to half or yeah. a little after. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah, had a lot of. I always forget how long the opening scene is, it is before yeah. he becomes a slave. Because you feel that like it's really really fast just from memory. Yeah, in my memory, it's like it's first ten minutes. Then well, we're yeah. In, yeah well, he, watching he's a the slave. film, I was kind of like, wait, wait, what point does he? He does become a slave, right? He doesn't just like pretend to be. Yeah, right. okay, here, we go, here we go. He's gonna get enslaved. <laughs> it here. takes a while to get yeah. to that point. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, otherwise, I don't have really any major complaints with the plot. I feel like, um, you know, I, I like the story. I know it's fiction. It's not like based on a real person or anything. But like, it makes you. It makes me want to uh, learn more about Roman history. So what's yeah. interesting yeah. is they kind of they kind of played both sides of the coin on this one mm-hmm. because like uh, Russell Crowe's character I Maximus, Maximus yeah. is not real right right They're not a real general not you know like there's a there's yeah. pieces drawn from history for that character but uh, Commodus is an actual emperor right yes. was actually uh, kind of that spoiled petulant was he killed in the Coliseum no oh, sad. Uh, he was he was <laughs> sad so just, so just to give you he an idea it. of how like hardcore Roman politics are. Mm-hmm. He was strangled in his bath. Oh, heck yeah. By a servant after he had been poisoned, but he had <laughs> vomited and thrown the poison up. So they went in and finished him off. Man, by Roman assassinations the kill. are wild. wild. They are. Like, oh, man. you just have like a bunch of people just walk into your room and just stab you a bunch of times. Well, like also, a shank. There's like no doors, you know, like people just walk in and out of places. You always see these Roman buildings. They're yep. just open, just columns, you know, a breezeway maybe. Yeah, I know. Like, so like, yeah, you're like, Someone's going to sneak in and kill me from where? Anywhere. Look around me. There's no doors. It could be a window. It could be a door. I don't yeah. know. They're basically the same thing. My head's on a swivel 24-7. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's so, it's, it's also such high stakes, right? There's so much power associated with being a senator or emperor mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah. Like it was very much an aristocracy. Yeah. Not to get into what little his, historical I know about the Roman yeah, Empire. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super versed on Roman right. history. Stupidly, my, I know more about the Byzantine Empire than I know about the Roman. <laughs> this guy over we, here. Weird flex, but a, okay. He's a Byzantine scholar. Oh What's the Eastern Roman Empire? You know. Joke. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> anyways. The, the point I'm trying to get at is that, like, the plot is so good and I enjoy the movie so much yeah. because of it that, like, it makes me want to learn more about the Roman history. Anytime cool. I watch, like, a historical fiction, that's my measure of, like, 
do I want to learn? Do, do I, I want to learn more? Is like yeah. this movie did a mm-hmm. good job. If well, I think the yeah. setting feels so real that it makes you want to be like, yeah. I want to know more about their lives and like, what what was this like? Like, what was it like being you know in yeah. the Roman army? Not or, fun. No, well, it was hard. <laughs> Clearly, it's it's hard work is what it was. Yeah. But the the story itself is paced really really well. Mm-hmm. You, there's it really never any well. times where you're just like, oh man, it's just this part of the movie. Well, again. and we and we right. jump back and forth between action mm-hmm. and then also kind of political like the, intrigue the subtle politics mm-hmm. kind of thing going on and both flow well there's not like oh we're back to these guys again yeah. kind of moment right yeah. well and i think that's because the performances are so good between mm-hmm. joaquin phoenix and um russell crowe russell crow that i was just gonna say maximus but yeah it doesn't matter. yeah but they do such Same a good job person. carrying their scenes that mm-hmm. you get excited whenever they're back on the screen well and you have interesting characters too in like Connie Nielsen's character mm-hmm. and like Proximo. Well, you have like other side threads running which again they kind of just resolve. Right. But like the whole bit where you have Maximus and Commodus yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have and I don't know her character's name offhand but Connie Nielsen uh, and Commodus. I got it. With the kid trapped in between and then Proximo off to the side. Uh, like Lucilia. That, Lucilia. Like that whole which also a real person yeah in yeah. roman history this is where people go again like oh it's not historically accurate because she was you know dead or whatnot yeah yeah point. whatever it's <laughs> not cool. in this movie <laughs> like like if the, we didn't have the side plot with commodus and lucilia and yeah. lucian like in between like like it would not have nearly the intensity that it feels like it does yeah, it's, yeah. no and like you know the, that moment where uh you know Commodus is coming out on the field to meet him for the first time, and he's got that knife, and he's like, I'm just going to, like, yeah, this guy right here. I got this guy. Y'all back up. (laughs) (laughs) I got the mask. I'm going to do a reveal. It's going to be dramatic. Yeah, I'm going to get him. The kid's there, Uh and it's this immediate, like, it's like you, no words are said, but you're Mm -hmm. like, He's got a son. He lost his son. He would never want to do something like this in front of his son. Well, particularly because like, he already had that interaction with him at the right. beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. like behind, like in the pens. So now he's just like, well, I don't want to like. I care about this kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so th- I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Well, also um, he's like, this is the dude's dirt bag. He's going to use this kid as a shield. Right. Guaranteed. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. He was already using him as a shield without knowing it. Mm-hmm. He, like, he already like, tucks the kid around him. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought th- both the pacing and the plot with, with bouncing back and forth, but also like the way that they, they did set stuff up, like having that moment with the kid mm-hmm. early and then having the payoff of that scene where he doesn't want to, yeah. you know, strike in front of the kid. And then later, like since we now already n- kind of know this kid a little bit and you, you see him having the interaction with Joaquin and Connie Nielsen's characters just like, the most awkward conversation ever, you know, like I think the way the plot utilizes the side characters, it does a good job of even like, um, uh, Jaiman Hunsu's character of like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have, which his character's name is Juba. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if they ever said his name, but like one time, I don't know if I heard his name either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like his character, same with the other ones, they, they utilize them in the plot so well that like, they don't have to be on screen a ton to still be very impactful. And you still root for him in the, in the actual gladiatorial fights, right? Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that it surprised me that you said the the script was a mess because I would have thought it seems like the script's pretty solid. You know, like they had a good <laughs> yeah. idea, they just executed it. You know, so yeah. it's, that's impressive that they. Well, so and I wonder if this actually helped the film. So it was actually shot in chronological order. 
Oh, really? Oh, so, interesting. Wow. So I wonder if that helped them kind of iron things out as they went. It Maybe. wasn't. It wasn't where they like shot this sequence that's going to be at the end, at the beginning, and they got through some of the middle stuff. They're like, "How are we going to connect these?" Yeah. They didn't yeah. have. They never ran into that issue. That's crazy. Obviously, that's actually really. That's you would have pretty rare. They would have shot like all the arena scenes on the same day, or you know, like mm-hmm. same week, yeah. and then. I mean, honestly, yeah. it, it created some problems for them with Oliver Reed passing away, right? Because sure. they had they had wound the movie down. He's a fairly major player in this. Did he pass away unexpectedly or did he? It was, it was unexpected. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't look up like exact causes or whatnot mm-hmm. like that. But it was definitely um, like not something. They it was expected. not something. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, well, I don't it wasn't think like, was Oh, I've been battling, battling cancer, cancer for, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And I, <laughs> when he, I, I'm looking it up. Yeah. When he got a uh, heart attack. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't, I don't uh, think it was some. Yeah. Expected. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But uh, apparently he and uh, Ridley Scott actually got into it about, Hey, at 5 PM, I'm my own man because when he was brought into the cast, he was like, you know, that sounds like, that sounds like I'm going to get a free trip to London. I'm going to get to go to the theater at night. (laughs) Oh, wow. So he thought, so he was just like, heck yeah, I'm going to kick around. It's going to be great. And they had this brutal, grueling shooting schedule. (laughs) Wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, f- I feel like the movie just kind of, it just flows. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Even, even though it does get a little rocky at the end, it, it just, it doesn't, it's not that it doesn't connect well. It just feels like there are threads that we don't get to see played out. And yeah. it's kind of like, man, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more. 10 more or minutes. Or they're wrapped up real quick instead of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having like a 10 minutes more of whatever they needed. Yeah. Yeah. But All yeah. right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into entertainment. And as always, I'm going to kick this off with your favorite scene. Oh, see, I was going to say your favorite death. <laughs> I was going to say be your favorite scene. I was going to say we should have pulled up the clip where he goes, "Are you not entertained?" Okay. <laughs> well, you're the one in charge of this. I you just realized I was, I'm a buffoon. Man, it was Back just right up, there in edit, front of you. Edit it. Are no. you not? No. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes, honestly. Where yeah. like he has that like moment where he like kills he all these guys down, and yeah. he just goes off on this crowd of like, "Are you not entertained, you animals?" How many times can he say that in one uh, minute? I don't know. Upwards of 12 at any time. <laughs> Anyways, that's one of my favorite scenes. Andrew, what about uh, you? My, my favorite is the Battle of Carthage. Like, So the first time they're in mm. the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. Organizes the, the gladiator, the, the peasant gladiators, essentially. Uh, essentially. Yeah, where basically they like, and he's telling them right before, he's like, whatever comes out of those, out of those gates, yeah. if we stick together, we have Behold. a higher chance of survival. And he's treating them like an actual military force. Yeah. And it's one of those moments where, like, you know that, like, as the viewer, that is the correct way to do it. Right. And But you still get so excited that like, oh, when yeah. it's working, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah so get him. I also get love him. that mini moment, too, where there's a dude just off camera to the right. I served you, you and so-and-so. And he's like, <laughs> he looks at the guy. <laughs> oh, cool. So you're, you got, okay, stick together. Rely on this guy. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. But, but it's the way he looks off camera at the guy. <laughs> doesn't react. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Anyways. But nice. uh, my, my favorite part in that battle or fight is whenever, like, everything's going haywire and the chariots are um, are basically, like, kind of just going every direction. And one of the girls gets um, sliced in half by, oh, the, yeah. uh, by the blade, the on, blade the on the wheel. Because, like, you know it's coming. She's like, oh, here it comes. Come you think she's going to just get, like, lacerated across the stomach. No, she, blah, like a like yeah. lawnmower, <laughs> just, like, cut in half. And you're like, weed whacker taking the top off the dandelion. Yeah. yeah. Or, or whenever one of the um, one of the chariots like falls over on its side, but it still has so much momentum, it 
crashes the guy into the wall and just like squashes him like a bug. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, oh, just <laughs> there are some good deaths. In this there film. really are. I will say that when you were quoting, uh, like whatever comes out of those gates we hold, uh-huh. all I could think was like, man, did Return of the King rip that line off <laughs> with uh, Gandalf? Oh the yeah. Gates? Yeah. I mean, it did or come out after. Just, or are you just quoting Return of the King and, and attributed to Gladiator? I'm not sure right now. Yeah. Or did uh, they, or did, did Gladiator, Gladiator rip off rip- Tolkien? And then Tolkien redid the line for I real. I don't think Gan- <laughs> I don't think Gandalf says that in the books. Probably not. Oh, you found it. Just took him a minute. <laughs> just took him a minute. No, see, what you need to do now I, is you just need to save that mm-hmm. to the soundboard uh, that so we can sound, use that. That does need to be a soundboard. Uh, every, every, every episode. Yes. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yes. People well, will no, not you, get sick of it at all, I no. promise. No, or you just use it whenever we don't find a movie entertaining. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> we weren't. Like, yeah. No. Anyways, no. Uh, so I think for me... Yeah, what's your favorite scene? This is tough. I had I had one. It's not the Battle of Carthage. It's against um, Tigris of Gaul. Oh yeah. So when they actually have uh, the tigers mm-hmm. busted out of the trapdoors. Oh the, yeah. The dude with the mask. With the ma- oh, uh, one. His mask is phenomenal. Oh yeah. His whole armor, but that mask is oh, like you yeah. couldn't see anything out of that. What are you wearing that yeah. for? But it looks so cool. That's why. <laughs> well, it's so intimidating. Yeah. Also, I've been like in retirement for five years and not really in shape. God, just imagine being that guy, like just living on living the life, and then just like, hey, by the way, you got to come back and kill this dude. Right. And he's like. I'm completely out of shape. Or is it like, I'm bored out of my mind? Yeah, it could be that. They haven't invented television yet. There's no, <laughs> I, I can't. want to kill I somebody. only have one tablet to read, and I don't get any more. And it's not even electronic. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. So so they used actual tigers for that scene. D- well, yes. Yeah. They, are, they, are, they are not. They're, they're not blue, on the same. They're blue screened yes. in. But in shots with Russell Crowe, He's in the same room as them. Nice. Uh, so he was never allowed to be closer than 15 feet from a tiger. And they had, <laughs> Insurance like, they had like a veterinarian yeah. on set with a tranquilizer gun, like just there. Just rocking and ready to yeah. go. Tom, Tom Cruise would have been like, no, put me in there. Put, <laughs> put me in there. You know, the scene when the tiger it. jumps up on his, I'm assume his stunt double shoulder yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was Russell Crowe for the longest. Cause I was like, that dude looks just like Russell Crowe. Um, <laughs> and I was like, man, is this the first Tom Cruise? Crowe's like, I'm an Aussie. Give me the tiger. Put it on me back. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great fight, though. Yeah, it is. But the whole yeah. fight with like the different, like the trap doors opening, because mm-hmm. that is historically accurate to the Coliseum. Yes. Like, they had all kinds of trap doors underneath. They had the elevators were real. Like, yeah, that was how they brought stuff in. Yeah, you know, they'd flood it to put boats in there and God, stuff. Which is just crazy. It's to just think. insane to think about now. Yeah. God, just imagine like how do you make watertight like. They didn't. They just kept putting enough water until it was <laughs> just, just there. Pouring. Yeah. Where did they get the water from? Aqueducts, there's, obviously. There's rivers there. <laughs> they have slaves with buckets. I was going to say slaves, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know. Every person that comes to Coliseum, labor. entry cost is you bring one bucket of water with you. and <laughs> just, you got, just pour it. Everybody has to we're dump gonna, it at the same time. Where the waves came from. This is how it started. <laughs> <laughs> when we point, your section dumps your water. We're going to go around the whole Coliseum. <laughs> Everybody gets washed away. This rules. We should do this at every event. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, we just, I love, we're just making up history right now. Or it could be real. You never know. This is a documentary. This is a documentary. <laughs> so uh, just to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride on that wave. Okay. Right? Go ahead. 
it's so much not historically accurate yeah. that they wanted to include other historically accurate things, and okay. the studio ruled it out because they decided it wouldn't be believable. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> history it, isn't as believable as what we've come up back with, Back in the day, right, gladiators would have endorsements. Like, they would endorse products. And so they yeah, were I'm going more, to have... The, and in the Mountain Dew armor is Maximus. <laughs> yeah, like, they were going to have something like that. Um, and they're to, like, there's no he's way... He's chewing big red gum. <laughs> I was about to call Ricky Bobby, and I was like, I can't say that on, on the Yeah, podcast. that's not appropriate. <laughs> Chew big red or beep you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like that was a real thing back then. They, they were like, we're going to put that in there. The studio was like, no one's going to believe that. Yeah. yeah. Which they also, the, the big iconic sequence, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way. Yeah, because thumbs up means yes, kill him. Thumbs, thumbs down means don't sh- kill him. Sheath your sword. Yeah. Yeah, thumbs mm-hmm. down is sheath your sword. Thumbs up is oh, yeah. kill Well, him. it's funny, too, because whenever he does that, I'm like, that is very open to interpretation. It is. Are you saying yes to kill him, or are you saying <laughs> no to kill him? So I'm good to... Oh, wait. You're saying no, don't. Okay, I thought you were... <laughs> yeah. But he's my already bad. dead, so, so I'm so like, sorry. My bad. I, I'm good to kill him. He's like, well, he's already dead. Oh, okay, yeah. But wait, no. So now you're yeah. giving the guy behind me a thumb, and it's the different one. Does that mean he's gonna? Okay, I don't. I gotta follow this whole thing. <laughs> Can we get like some flags up there? Or something? Can we get like signage in the entryway where I know? What just, just give me a big skull with a with an X over it if you don't want me to kill him. I still love this idea that these gladiators were sponsored. Was well, <laughs> well, sponsored maybe, but like they had endorsements. So they would endorse okay. products. So mm-hmm. like, like he recommends, you know, these sandals or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Wait, what did they sell back then? Chickens? Patroclus's rice shop. Well, Come like, on go by. Watch, uh, Disney's Hercules, right? They're, they're more historically accurate. Man, that's a great film. That is. Than the gladiator. How crazy is that? I love that the idea about? these gladiators having to do like PR appearances at these oh, sponsored places. Like, like, <laughs> and, and today at the Chicken uh, and Euro Shack. Circus, Maximo's yeah. here. Oh, hey, everybody. Hey, kids. Eat uh, your fried chicken to make you big and strong. Wrong with me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, one one more moment that is just so satisfying mm-hmm. is at the end whenever Commodus and Maximus are fighting. Yeah, and he loses the sword. He's like, "Give me your sword," and the oh. dude's like, "Sheath your sword." Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, it's stick like, it yeah. to him, baby. Well, because it's the dude that like sold Maximus. You're like, know. you dirt bag. Mm-hmm. You need to die too. And then he's like, "Sheath your swords." I'm like, "Okay, you redeemed yourself a little bit right there." <laughs> that was no. really good. Yeah, yeah. That moment, that moment hits. It, it does. doesn't necessarily feel earned. Again, like if we could have carried, it, more yeah. Like if we had saw stuff. that guy experiencing regret at mm-hmm. like choosing that, yeah, side. or just like yeah. a senator slides him a big stack of coins. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm such a dirtbag. I'll betray him too. Right. But yeah, once you once you get to that point though, and oh, like, you matter. just want hits. Maximus to win so like, bad. Yeah. yeah, it's just it feels so good. Yeah, yeah. it hits. It hits good. Well, already, well, it sounds like we're kind of wrapping up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, just like gladiators, we, too, take endorsements. <laughs> yeah. You, as a listener, can Big endorse Red, us. Big Red, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but you, as a listener, can endorse us for the low, low cost of just $1. $1. That's right. Patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast. $1 a month gets you access to all of our bonus episodes. Yeah. Guaranteed and one a month. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. It could be more, but you never know. Yeah. At we, least one's a month. At least one. At least one. Let's, let's make this sound exciting. Maybe two or now. three, you know? We got, some, we got some good stuff out there. We also What's have some of your favorites. Um, audio. Well, yeah, sure. Get in there first. I want to hear some of your favorites. Mm. Ryan, he's thinking. Go I'm for thinking. it. We, we just did one on um, 
basically adapt adaptation assassinations where we oh, talked about like the worst adaptations, the worst adaptations. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a good one just to be able to rant and vent and heal a little bit yeah. <laughs> from those <laughs> for me it's probably the chips um, ranking episode. Oh yeah, my stomach hurts every time you say that. Oh, no, no. the chips was fine. The soda, the soda really the soda got. Soda the worst. Actually, made me hurt. But yeah, I, the, the chips tier list was a good one. The Doritos spicy sweet chili man. Oh, I got some of those in a oh, gas station so a couple weeks ago because I was like, there they are. I also bought some, some uh, golden flakes. No, no, no. Oh. I always salt and vinegar. Munchos. The salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. Dude, no vinegar and salt. Vinegar and salt, salt. is important. Yeah. Yeah. The order is important. They're so, they're so good. <laughs> the golden flake vinegar and salt. <laughs> uh, Anyways, yes, you, the chip episodes are really good. If you want to hear one. kind of some wacky, different, uh, offbeat episodes from us, so it's yeah. not necessarily movie related at all. We yeah. already talked about some chips, some drinks. Uh, we fight presidents in one. Also, in, in our main feed, you can find 15 minute previews, previews. of each of these episodes yep. in yep. there. They, so if you just scroll back through our feed and see something labeled Patreon preview. preview, you can check out like the kind Try of insanity we get into. Buy. Yeah. Get so. a little, little preview in there. But we also have other things, not just bonus episodes. We do. We have commentaries mm-hmm. of where we basically watch movies, Mystery Science Theory to 3000, and just give you our opinions while we watch the movie. And yeah, you can you watch can along with us. Yeah, you basically sync up our commentary with your movie and then, you know, listen like, to them it's together. Like we're it's on like the couch right there. It's like we're well, in and, the room. And we've already talked about um, Starship Troopers commentary mm-hmm. this episode, and it's honestly really, really fun. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it was my first time watching it, and I ask questions like your, like your mom does when... <laughs> Whenever she watches, like, like so what's I happening? was actually getting a little annoyed. Dude, he really Two died? scenes after they explained what happened, Andrew's like, so wait, what's happening? <laughs> is, is that person actually dead? Like, Are oh they my gosh, really? let the movie keep playing. You just said, like, watching with your mom, and it was like, that is on the nose of oh, exactly yeah. what it was like. You'd be like, I can't believe he's dead. It's like, it's halfway through the movie, dude. Be- like, because my mom actually <laughs> listens to this. I'm sorry, mom, that oh. I did not mean that. Andrew called you out. He called you out. Called yeah. out. This is the, this That's is the a mother good son moments with gladiators right on the film. Your mother would be like, is he actually dead? Yeah. <laughs> we also have a uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull commentary, which it was Steven's first time seeing it that was. one. Yeah, so I didn't ask questions one. quite like that. I really was like, yeah. they really did this? People if, thought this was good. Again, I'll keep plugging the main feed. If you want to check one than out, I love Destiny. In a lot of ways, it was. Uh, it was at least something you could make fun of it more. Uh, yeah, but if you want to check out what those commentaries are like, we have the Phantom Menace in our main feed. If you just scroll back, you can preview that to see if it's something you like. Yes. But if that is you know not in the cards, it's totally a, fine. Yeah, if you just can't do much, the one dollar, that's all good. You can also support the show just by sharing us whenever we post a new episode up. Mm-hmm. You can also toss us ratings on iTunes, Spotify, you know, or whatever whatever, you whatever listen the listening yeah. of your choice is, or just share us with somebody you know. Yep, yep. Alrighty. Well, on that note, that is all the time we have for this episode. So until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Andrew, and I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was intended.